0: Welcome to the New Life Podcast. Here we want you to experience the grace of God. So through this sermon, we hope to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. To learn more about New Life, please visit our website at newlifeonline.org. Here's today's message. Well, good morning. It is good to be with you. I am Brian Wilmarth. I'm one of the pastors here. Um, If you're new with us, either today or more recently, hey, we're so glad you're here. We hope you felt a welcome, and uh, we, we hope that you feel like this is a place that maybe you could uh, connect with and, and worship. And uh, to that end, I wanted to share with you something that's happening today. If, if you are new, and this is your very first time, or again, if you've been coming for a few weeks, or, sort of, we have an opportunity for you to learn more about who we are as New Life. So right after this service, we've got a lunch that we're providing for you. We're calling it the Next Steps Lunch. And uh, you get to hear more about what we do as a church, why we do the things that we do, um, what our vision is, and all that kind of stuff. So today, if you're able, and you weren't planning on it, but if you're able to stick around for another half hour to an hour, we'd love to just connect with you and share a little bit more about the church and talk about what it looks like for our church family to, to walk together in pursuing the Lord. So today, that's happening right after this service. So if you're able to stick around, we'd love to have you do that. Um, you don't have to sign up for anything. We're ready for you, so feel free to stick around after this service. The other thing I wanted to highlight in the, the video, you heard about our, our worship gathering. So that's coming this Friday. It is a chance for us to gather as a church to practice some of the things that we've been talking about in this series. So uh, again, if you're a bit new and you're kind of just jumping in, it'd be a great time to meet some people, but also just see what is it that we as a church are trying to go after, especially as we're talking about the stuff for, uh, for this series. So it's a chance for us on Friday to gather, to hear scripture, to pray together, to worship, uh, and it's a great time for us just to seek the Lord together. So put that on your calendars. We'd love to have you join us on Friday night, this Friday night, for our worship gathering. All right, well, um, last week, uh, Cody our worship pastor, he gave his very first sermon and he did a great job. If you weren't here, it was awesome. Yeah. He's not here to hear all that just so you know. So <laughs> and that's okay. But here can I tell you since he's not here, um, he kind of made fun of me a little bit and, and that's totally okay. <laughs> But I need to give him a little payback. So I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but maybe something like next week or coming. Uh, just maybe need to dish it back a little bit to him. So if anybody has any great ideas, I'd welcome that. But just know, we'll, we'll, we'll return in kind uh, in coming. So if you didn't watch it, it, it is a treat for you. Kind of like a handful of minutes into the message, he does do a really good job making fun of me. So uh, go watch it if you didn't, because it's a great message anyway. But. A little little payback will come in the near future. We'll just, we'll say that. All right. Well, now shall we turn to God's word? Would you join together in a word of prayer? Lord, thank you that we get to gather. Thank you that you meet us here. God, we are here by your invitation. You have been in this room way before us. You've been preparing this moment for us way before we were even thinking about it. And so, God, I pray that as we meet with you this morning, we do so with humility, with humble hearts coming to seek you, to receive from you, whatever it is you might have for us this morning. And God, I pray that as we receive from you, that we would be changed. That's why we do all the things we do. Lord, we want to be like you. We want to follow in your footsteps. We want to be changed by the power of your gospel. And so do that this morning in a small way or in a big way. God, we invite you to do that. So we're ready to receive from you, Lord, whatever it is you might have for us. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. We trust you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. I want to tell you about Alice and Alice is not her real name. Cody kind of referenced the story and told her someone's real. well, this person, this is not their real name. Um, because Alice, I want to share a little bit of, of her story. She, um, she grew up Catholic. She grew up in a setting where she was used to going to Catholic church and mass and all that. And so she learned a lot about the faith and, and the practices that came with that. But she came to actually choose to follow Jesus and accept him as Savior later in life. But looking back, after she made that decision, looking back at her her kind of upbringing, she realized one particular thing was just really a hard struggle for her, and that was prayer. Prayer was really difficult for her. And so she kind of migrated to a different church, started learning some things she hadn't before, and, and really diving deep into her faith. And particularly, prayer was one of those things that just seemed to be a bit of a challenge. See, prayer, she was taught what to pray. She felt like she knew what she was supposed to pray, but she didn't feel like she knew how to pray. She didn't know, what does it look like for me to, to pray with other people? I mean, I knew all the prayers, like, but I didn't know how to pray. That was the kind of thing that she would say. And so again, eventually she migrated to another church and, and got connected to a small group and in this small group, she, you know, really enjoyed the relationships and the learning they would do together, but she didn't really want to pray out loud. That was kind of a scary thing. It was just, like, to pray out loud in front of other people, like, just really put her out of her comfort zone. And she just really didn't know, like, how, how am I supposed to do this? What if I pray wrong? I'm just not sure I can do that. Prayer can be challenging, right? Have you kind of felt like Alice? Maybe you feel that right now. You're like, oh yeah, I I don't pray in front of people. Don't ask me to do that. Like that prayer? This practice, prayer, is so simple. Yet sometimes it can come with immense challenges, can it? Prayer can be really challenging for us. Whether you feel like Alice where it's just like, I don't want to pray in front of people. Like it just puts me out of my comfort zone to the point where it's like, you know, I know I'm supposed to pray, but I don't. Like these kinds of things. Like I know it's it's a good thing to do, but like I don't I don't know how to do it, or I just don't. Like it just doesn't fit into my schedule. Like I don't really know where to put it. Like just prayer is not there. Or maybe you you've tried to pray. And you tried to pray for things, or you tried to go through it, but you're like, I don't know if it's really doing anything, or more, like, you've prayed for something and didn't happen. Like, God didn't give you what you asked for. Sometimes prayer can just be a challenge, right? I think that's what Alice's story illustrates for us. We have these moments where it's like, okay, I know Prayer might be a good thing, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Or or I know I should, but I don't, and I feel guilty about that. Or I do pray and it doesn't really seem to do much. Prayer can be really difficult, it can be really challenging. How do we overcome these challenges? What are the things that we can do? Like, or what can we put in place that how, how can we overcome these feelings of guilt or, or fear or the fact that I don't do it, but I want to and I don't know how, or I'm praying, but like, I don't just, I don't see anything happening. How do we overcome all of that? Well, I want to give you the answer by answering the question, Why? The answer to how can we overcome these difficulties is to remind ourselves the reason we pray. Why do we pray? That's where the answer to overcoming these challenges rests. And so that's what we're going to explore today. We're going to explore this practice of prayer and see why we pray. So we're in this series called Pursue. And we're wanting to go after Jesus, wanting to pursue Jesus. And and this comes from our vision statement. Recently we've rolled out a new vision statement for our church. Here's what we're going after together as a a church family. And so I wanna remind you, here's what this this is all about. So it's equipping you to pursue and proclaim Jesus in grace and truth. That's our vision. That's what we wanna be about as a church. And so we're doing this series to focus on that one element that pursue, we want to pursue Jesus. And what we've been doing is we've been looking at practices that help us do that. And so far, what we've covered is Bible reading, worship. Today, we're gonna get to prayer. It's these practices, when we put them in place, help us to go after Jesus. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at this third practice, prayer. And it's gonna help us Go after Jesus together as a church family. Now, if you want to follow along with some notes or whatever, one of the things that we we have available for you is a tool. It's just a set of notes that you can have online. So if you want to screen grab this, this QR code, just pull out your phone, open up the camera app, you can tap on your screen, and it should bring up a link that will take you to sermon notes. You should see that as one of the options. If you want to follow along and take some notes on your phone or tablet, Feel free to do that, because we'd love to have you kind of walk out, what is it the Lord's trying to teach you today, and take that home with you. So just know that those are available for you, um, and we'd love to have you follow along. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at how we pursue Jesus through prayer. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at this practice to see what's the purpose, why do we do it, and how there's good fruit that comes from that. So... We're going to look at a famous text or a well-known text. You've probably heard this before. We're going to look at Matthew 6. We're going to look at verses 5 to 13. This is where we hear about the Lord's Prayer, what's commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. But we're actually going to spend a little bit of focus on what happens right before it in Jesus' teaching. So in in Matthew chapter 6, we're going to follow along. Now, if you were here last week, here it comes. If you open up your Bibles to, you know, the New Testament, it's kind of back here, whatever – if you weren't here, Cody made fun of me for that, just so you know, I always try to do that in, in a message, kind of tell you where we're going in the Bible, so yeah, he made fun of me, it's cool, but hopefully it's helpful for you to find the book of Matthew, it's the first book in the New Testament, and that's where we're going to go camp, so use your table of contents if you need to, and, and kind of get to Matthew chapter 6, we're going to be looking at verses 5 through 13. And what I want to do is I want to walk through just a little bit at a time. We're not going to go through the whole text all at once. We're going to kind of capture a few key things so that we can hear it kind of fresh, I think, the way that Jesus meant us to hear it. All right, so we're looking at verses 5 and 7 to start off. So here, verse 5 and 7. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners, to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Then verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words." So what I want to do is I wanted to look at the contrast. Here's the don't side of things when it comes to prayer. And so what did Jesus say? He's like, don't pray like this. I don't want you to pray like this. Now, before we go too far here, what is this thing that we're talking about? This thing called prayer. Well, a simple, very basic definition is this. Prayer is communication with God. That's simply it. It's just, it's communication with God. We're, We're talking With God. It's communication. So that's that's on the baseline of what prayer is. But many of you know, and and you're probably one, it's like, ah, it's more than that, and yes, it certainly is. And here it's why Jesus kind of talks out what he does. So first he says, Don't pray like these people who stand in the synagogue, which is kind of like their church back then. Don't stand in the middle of the synagogue or on the street corners to be what? To be seen by others. It's like, don't, don't, don't pray like that. See, you can detect here, here. Here's what he's trying to go after. The kind of person who's wanting to do that, uh, they're, they're wanting the approval of people. They're wanting the praise, the, the admiration, the reputation. Like, ah, yes, I'm a good prayer person. Or I'm doing things the way that I'm supposed to. That, so Jesus is like, no, 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 don't pray like that. Or don't, don't pray like these other people, and he, he calls them pagans, he's just essentially saying like these Gentiles who aren't Jewish, who practice other religions, they pray from this mindset, if I pray a lot of words, then the gods, they're going to hear me. They're going to say like, oh, okay, because like this person's saying all the right words, that's when I'm going to listen. And that's, God, God's not like, no, 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 that's not the way this works, so now what I hope we're starting to see is this idea that prayer, prayer is not necessarily just what we do. There's more going on. And I think the word that captures it best is motivation. Motivation. See, see, like Jesus talking about these people who are praying in the synagogues on the street corners, what, what's their motive? They want to be seen by others. Or if you pray with lots of words, you're wanting to be heard, you're gonna, you're you're leveraging that to get what you want. Your motive is the outcome. That's what Jesus is kind of pointing to. So what we see here is that prayer, motivation matters. The motivation that we bring when we pray, it matters. It leads us to, to pray a certain way or to, to praise for certain things. like prayer is a process in which we are fleshing out a motive and that is what Jesus wants us to see. And so our motives, they affect our prayer. So what I think Jesus is trying to point us to, here's how I'd like to capture it. Don't talk at God. Don't talk at God at God. Don't pray with the motive to get something out of it. I think that's kind of what he's saying. Those who are doing it on the street corners, they're getting admiration, praise, like, okay, I feel better about myself. I'm doing the right religious thing. And people see it. Or or the one who's who's praying lots of words, like, they're trying to get a certain kind of outcome. They're, They're coercing the God's to do their bidding. The goal is not to be talking one way. It's not to be talking at God for a certain kind of outcome. See, I think sometimes when our motives, when we bring them to prayer, it's gonna cause us to operate a certain way. And what Jesus wants to say is don't don't talk at God. That's not the way he wants us to pray. We don't talk at God. So, if that's not the goal, if we're not to be talking at God, what is the goal? What is the thing that we're supposed to do? What what are we to do if we're not to talk at him? I think it's this. Talk with God. Talk with God. And that little change makes all the difference. So let's see it in what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 6. So let's look back at at 5 through 8, and we're going to read all of it together so you can hear the contrast. So verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Do you see the contrast? What Jesus is wanting us to see is that prayer is not something we leverage to get necessarily what we want. We don't say a lot of words, we don't do it for for the notoriety of other people, but we do it in secret. We go into our room, we close the door, nobody else is around. There, there is where we pray. And we don't ask with many words because the Father already knows what we're going to ask of him. So I think what Jesus is helping us see is that prayer is about relationship. It's about relationship. We don't pray to get something out. We pray because he is our father and he wants to be with us. Did you notice in this text, in this little section, the number of times father was used? And it's actually all throughout the Sermon on the Mount. What Jesus is doing here is he's pointing to a relational dimension, and this would have been unheard of. To call the, the Lord God Father? No, 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 you don't do that. Like, you have respect for him. He, he is, he's up here, and, and we, he's holy, and we have, like, this distance. We, we keep that separated, and Jesus comes in and says, no, Father, Abba which means daddy. This is who you're praying to. Not some distant God who doesn't really care about you or just wants what he wants from you. No, this is your father who loves you, who wants to be with you. That, that is what prayer is all about. You can see this in a couple of other places. So in John chapter 17, Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. He's about ready to head to the cross. And so he's kind of given them, like, here's what you need to know, last things. And then he, he reminds them of something that, man, sometimes I think we can kind of forget what this is all about. So in John chapter 17, verse 3, he describes what eternal life is. And so you see these words Now this is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Oftentimes, when we describe eternal life, what do we think of? Heaven, living forever in heaven, right? This is eternal life. That they know you. It's relationship. It's being with the Father forever. That. That is eternal life. And if you think back to the language of reward in our text, it's like, oh, those who pray in the synagogue, street corners, they've got their reward. People see them. That's what they're looking for. They have their reward. But if you pray in secret, your father sees you, and he will reward you. With what? This. Himself. You don't need other people. You've got him. That is what he wants to give So eternal life is relationship. It's being with the Father who loves you. And then Paul, in in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he's kind of rattling off a few key things, and you've probably heard this before, but in verse 16, what does he say? He says, rejoice always. Then verse 17, pray continually. Maybe you've heard it said, pray without ceasing. And then give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the, God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually. Pray without ceasing. It's like, whoa, okay, so I'm supposed to talk a lot? Is that what you're saying? Like, didn't Jesus, you just said not to do that? It's relationship. If God is always with you, be with him. Constantly come back to him and say, "Oh Lord, I know you're there and i just acknowledging you. you. You share this moment with him. Like, Pray without ceasing, pray continually. Always be in relationship with him. This is what he's trying to point to. And so, I think what we can hear is this this idea that we want to talk with God. We want to talk with him, not at him, but with him in a relational kind of way. Maybe another way to grab this. So um, think about the illustration of marriage. So my wife and I, we've been married for a little over 15 years. Imagine if over the last 15 years, it has been one way, me to her, I talk at her. How many of you immediately know, like, oh, that's not a great household to be in, right? If I'm just talking, hey, honey, I need you to do this, or like, isn't this great, and I don't let her ever get a word in, we probably wouldn't have made it 15 years, right? You can't can't operate in a healthy marriage talking at your spouse, right? It has to be dialogue. You have to spend time with each other going back and forth, listening, right? If all I'm ever doing is I'm just talking at my wife and it's just like, that is not going to thrive. She needs to be able to talk with me. That's kind of the thing that we're talking about here. If, if you're in a marriage, if it's only going one way, you're missing the richness of the relationship. So we want to be operating in that same kind of posture. We want to be talking with God. It's when we do this that I think then we begin to overcome those challenges. See, again, the purpose is not just to tell God what he doesn't already know, because he knows it already. It's not the purpose of getting some kind of outcome. It's to be in relationship with him. It's when we feel that, like, openness. God wants to be with me. We don't feel the pressure of, like, I got to pray just the right way. Like, my wife doesn't care if I, you know, make a mistake in communication. Oh, you didn't use good grammar there. Like, what? (laughs) No. She just wants to be with me. We want to have a good conversation. That's what God wants with you. He doesn't care about the kind of prayers that you offer. It's not got to be eloquent in just the right way. Like, he wants to hear your voice. That's what He wants. He wants to be with you. So it doesn't matter getting it just right. That doesn't doesn't please God. What pleases him is your heart coming to him. And he wants you to do it. So if you're in kind of the place where it's like, you know, I don't really pray all that much, like, God misses you. He wants to be with you. He wants time with you. Same thing with my wife and I. We we try to take a date day. We actually both have Friday off, so we during the school day, like that's our time to be together. Kids are already taken care of, don't have to get babysitters. It's awesome. Like, that's our time. And if we miss it, oh, we miss it. Like, oh, we long for that, you know? Some Friday's a little bit different and we can't spend our time together. We we feel that lack, right? We miss each other. It's like, oh, we didn't get our date time. It's the same thing with God. He wants us to be with him. Now, you might be also like, okay, well, I am with him. Or maybe I do pray regularly. But sometimes, like, I ask God for something, and I don't get it. I'm asking, and I'm even pleading, and he doesn't say yes. What's up with that? That is a big question. One that we're not going to be able to satisfactorily answer today. But here's what I can tell you. Prayer is not about an outcome. It's not about the answer. It's about giving it to the Lord. It's about being in relationship with him. That is the value. So regardless of of how it answers, of of how things play out, of of what the the, result is, the good work of prayer is the relationship. When you come to the Lord and you plead, and you say, here is what I'm asking for, he is right there, his arms are around you, and he meets you in that. That is the good work. So maybe you're praying about something really important, really serious, and and outcomes are, are, are significant, but yeah. But remember, it starts from the relationship. And we'll try to tackle that question in more detail down the road. Like, that that is a good thing to explore, but here's what I wanna tell you. It's about the relationship, not about the outcome. If it's about the outcome, we're just talking at God. We're trying to come and rub the genie's lamp and say, here's my wish. Oh, you didn't ask it the right way. Okay, let me rephrase. You know, like, that's not what it's about. You have a father who wants to be with you in whatever life brings. So we want to be talking with God. So how do we do that? If we're not talking at him, we're not just throwing words up into, up into the air, like, if it's not that, like, how do we actually be with him? How do we pray with God? Well, Jesus does give us a prayer in the following verses, and you're familiar with it, I bet. It's the Lord's Prayer. It's commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. What I wanna do is I wanna walk through this, but I wanna just set a lens for you because I think a lot of times we look at this and say, this is what what I should pray. But if you look at, at verse nine, notice how it starts. This then is how you should pray. This is how you should pray. Not what you should pray, how you should pray. What Jesus is giving us is a framework. We can literally pray this prayer, and that is extremely valuable. Don't stop doing that. But don't just pray this prayer. It's like, oh, I prayed right. No. This is how you should pray. So let's see, what is he showing us? And we're gonna kind of walk through this pretty quickly. But notice, how does he start? Our Father. Remember, this is a relationship. This is your Father who loves you who wants to be with you. He is meeting you in this time. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And that's just kind of a fancy way to say, like, holy or significant. Weighty are you. You have importance. You have importance for me. So when we pray that, we just say it as a declaration to him, but we also say it as a declaration to us. I want to give you importance in my life. And what we're going to do is we're just kind of real quick trace out how we can flesh out each of these lines. That's what we're doing here. So, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's true for where you reign, where you are God, I want to be true here on earth. Especially in my life. This is an invitation for God to say like, yep, I want to lead you and I'm We're saying, I want to follow. So are we making that pledge? Are we we putting ourselves in alignment with him? We are coming in and saying, yes, I want to follow you. Then verse 11, give us today our daily bread. We need you, Lord. Everything comes from you. We are in dependence on you. Give us today our daily bread. Like we come seeking from you what we need. We don't try to find it in other places. I don't stand in the corner of the synagogue and say, ah, look at me. I'm so good. Like, no. We come to you for our value, our worth. We come to you for the resources that we need, like food. We come to you with all that we need. Give us today our daily bread. Then verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This chunk right here forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. We have a debt, there's a gap. We have decided we go our own way, and what does God do? He comes in and says, no, 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 I want to rescue you from that line of thinking. We have incurred a great debt, and Jesus comes in and says, I'm going to pay it with my life. So when we recite this line, forgive us our debts, it is a constant reminder that there is a debt, and Jesus has paid it. And by doing that, he has opened the door for us to even pray back to him. But it doesn't stop there. We aren't just reminded of salvation and and the debt that he has paid for us. We extend that same thing to other people. Lord, I want to be like you. You have forgiven my debt. I want to forgive others' debts. And I don't want to go down the road of temptation, down the road of evil. I want to be like you. I want to live the kind of life you're calling me towards. So help me to do that. Help me to stay on your path. Like that, that is all that's being prayed here. So I walked through that really quickly. What I want to, want you to do is, is spend time with prayers like this. Not to see it as like this is exactly how I should pray. But see it as a relationship. See it as a framework. See it as a way to come to the Lord and say, all right, I'm going to say this word to you, but help me understand it, Lord. Help me to reflect it back to you. Help me to live it out. So that it's not just static words on a page. But it's a relationship that you get to live out and embody with the Lord. So we have this prayer as a guide for us as a way to see this is our relationship with the Father. And that's how we approach it. But I want to add just a couple more thoughts for you, just as we kind of trace this out. What does it look like for us to actually do this in a a specific and real way? So a couple of practical tips in prayer. Number one, daily set aside time to pray. What I'm, what I'm suggesting here is just like a date night I have with my wife or you might have with your spouse, like, you set aside time. This is time we are going to be together. Make that daily. Find a spot, you know, a place in your house where you just, it can be you and the Lord. And this is a time where you enter into together your relationship Intentionally. So set that aside, plan it, build it in. And, and if you're like, oh man, I just don't know where that's gonna fit my, my calendar, get up five minutes earlier or, or set aside five minutes in the end of the day or just find a place where it's like, you know what, this is typically free. Like, I'm gonna put this on my calendar. Set aside time daily that you have with the Lord to pray. And I suggest you pair that with your Bible reading. We talked about that a couple weeks ago do these two things together and that'll make sense in just a minute why I think that's really important we do that. All right, so that's number 1, daily set aside time. Number 2, the reverse, pray throughout the day. Just as if you were interacting with your spouse or a good friend, like you don't just have that one touch, like you'll text each other, you'll check in or you like do that with the Lord. A drive is a great time to do that you know, your commute or if you've got to go run an errand or whatever, you got five minutes in the car, like, pray. I sometimes will listen to a podcast or have something on like that. I've also found times, like, I'm just going to hit pause. It's going to be quiet. I'm just I acknowledge you, Lord. We're together right now. Thanks for that. Protect me from the weird driver in front of me. Like, you know, whatever it is. Like, just pray continually throughout the day. So that's number three. Weave that in to your regular day. Pray with him. Number three, share what's on your heart and what's on your mind. Share what's going on inside your heart and share with him what you're thinking about. Like the Psalms are a great place for us to see that. If you read the Psalms and you spend time with them, there's some things in there. It's like, are we allowed to say that to God? Yes. Because he already knows it, right? Jesus taught us that. Everything we bring, he he already knows. We're not hiding anything from him. But when we share that, when we voice it, when we put it out there, That brings him joy. It brings honesty into the relationship. It brings like we are being fully transparent, like yes. Share what's going on in your heart. Share what's on your mind. Bring that honesty, that, that is what the Lord wants for us. That kind of relationship. And then finally, number four, and I want to emphasize this one just a little bit listen. Listen. If we're just talking at God, we're doing all the talking, right? But if we're with Him, there's times where we want to let Him talk too. So we want to listen the best thing that I think we can do in spending time in prayer is to have minutes where we don't say a word. Sometimes the quiet and the silence is exactly what we need. For a culture that's inundated with information, everything on our smartphones, we're checking social media, and we've got news all the time, and we're bombarded with messaging in so many different ways. Like We are just constantly stimulated The very thing we need is quiet and silence and just to rest in the Lord. Now, you might be kind of like, okay, yeah, I want to do that. I have no idea how. How do I listen? This is also something we probably want to talk about down the road, but let me give you just some quick things to how we listen. Number one, it's this. That's why I think we read the Bible in our prayer time. God often uses the scriptures to speak to us. So if you're reading, you know, and you kind of read through a passage, something just kind of hits you, pay attention to that. Like just ask, like, oh, why? Why is that sticking out to me? Maybe God's got something there for you. I don't know how many times I've read Matthew 6, like this text. We're walking right now. I've read this, like, so many times. I feel like I notice something new every time. There's always something more. It's like, oh, I just didn't really think about that before. I noticed it, but it's just hitting me in a new way. That is an opportunity for God to speak. But he doesn't just speak here. So uh, the last church uh, I was a part of um, where I was a pastor, the senior pastor there kind of described it like this, the ticker of your mind. So if you've got that scrolling thing on like a sports or news channel, you've got constant little things like, We've got that in our heads, too. And sometimes what God will do, he'll just send something across the ticker of your mind. That's really helpful for me. And like, it might be like, why am I thinking of that? Maybe it's God, maybe it's not. But what you do is just you pay attention. Maybe you jot it down. And you can look at the scriptures. We always test things against the scriptures. Or we talk to wise counsel, you know, someone who's mature in the faith and say, hey, I kind of sense this. Like, is this from God? I don't know what it's all about. And just seek, Lord, if you're trying to tell me something, show me. And he will confirm it. God's not going to just say one thing one time and never say it again. Like, if he wants you to know something, he will make sure you hear it if you're seeking. So sometimes you might just have something go across the ticket of your mind. It might be from him or it might be like bad pizza or something. Like, take the time to discern it. And pay attention, like, what is the Lord wanting me to say? But the bottom line I want you to take away is, do you have time to listen? And may simply just be the quiet the Lord wants you to rest in. So listen. All of this, I hope, is driving this idea down the road. We don't want to talk at God. We want to talk with him. It's relationship. That is why we pray. And so those temptations or those challenges we tend to feel like, oh, I need to be praying like this a certain way, or, or if I don't, like, oh, God's gonna be mad at me. Like, God just wants to be with you. And so maybe you just need to hear that today. This is a challenge, it's a struggle, like prayer is just not there in your life. I hope this helps you see There is a father, a daddy, a good one who wants to be with you. He's right there next to you, just waiting, ready to be with you. For those of you who maybe feel like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like, I love prayer. I'm a prayer warrior, like this kind of thing. I wonder if if this is a reminder and you're all like, yep, I'm totally tracking. You probably know this. Prayer is one of those, the most simple things. It's just talking with God, right? The more that I've done it, the more there is such a depth to prayer. I mean, this simple thing, this seemingly simple thing, there's such a richness to it that I don't even think I've come close to the bottom. When we commit to praying, we're gonna discover a richness in our relationship with the Lord. And he's going to be working in ways we didn't even imagine. That is the depth of prayer. There's so much that's happening here. So the goal in prayer is to be in relationships, not to get a certain kind of outcome, but to rather experience him in relationship. That's what prayer is all about. So one more time, I'm going to come back to Alice. See Alice, she had joined this church, she'd joined a group and, and prayer was still a challenge, but over time, the Lord was working. Culminating in a moment where another group member shared, shared rather vulnerably some hard things, and just the group came around this person and and Alice, Alice was struck by this. And she decided, I'm gonna pray for this person out loud in front of my group. This thing that was so daunting and so intimidating, just operating in fear, the Lord brought her to the place where I'm gonna pray, and she does. She prays out loud for what this person shared for the first time. This simple practice with such depth to it. We're meeting the Lord. We don't want to be talking at God. We want to be talking with him. What I want to do now is I want to pray. But we're going to pray just a little bit differently. We're going to give a lot of space to just practice the silence. So I'm going to lead through a couple of just moments. We're going to spend a few extra minutes in quiet prayer. I'll offer a few things in here, but what we want to do right now is just to come be with the Father. So, kind of sit or or take whatever posture you need to, and let's enter into prayer. God, we acknowledge you. You have invited us into this time, and you've invited us into this prayer moment And so, Lord, we simply want to be with you. We rest with you, God, in quiet and in silence. There may be even distractions that are kind of creeping into your mind. Simply acknowledge them. Even give them to the Lord. But set your thoughts back on him. now, God, if you want to leave us with anything, an idea, a challenge, something you want us to give attention to, would you bring that to mind right now and just hold that in your thoughts if something comes up. That's okay. Enjoy being in the presence of the Father. If something has emerged, ask the Lord to show you what to do with it. Whether it's the challenge to pray more consistently, to let go of something, or to be praying about something. hold that in your thoughts, write it down and see how the Lord wants to move in that particular way in the coming days. But if nothing's there, enjoy the presence of the Father. Thank you for time like this together. We're grateful we can pray with you. Lord, may we continue to operate or or adopt this kind of approach, this posture, this way right now in all that we do. May we be continually pursuing you in prayer. Thank you for the gift that it is. We love you, Lord. We trust you. We pledge ourselves to you again and again. Thank you, Lord. It is in your name that we pray. Amen.